0: Bisexual Astrology Influencer Bye 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 Question mark It is Hello and welcome to Hot Buy Summer the Podcast. that's your one-stop shop for Everything by with your host, me, Charmi, where we talk about everything from buy news, by TV shows and films, by awakenings, and so much more. Don't forget to rate and review. You already know the drill. Write a cute little buy love letter to me on those little reviews. I love seeing them. And without further ado, let's get into it. So let's let's start off strong with some hot buy news honestly it feels like such a relief to be back in the podcasting game i took a step back because i was experiencing a lot of like black girl burnout it was it was rough out here in these streets there was a lot going on for me in my personal life in my career in my just world was just a spin-in, a spin-in. And we'll talk about why that was happening when we get into the hot buy astro tea. But for now, just know that I I wanted to like live in the now and really like treat the world that I was living in with preciousness and like live in the moment and not only like talk about having like a hot buy summer. I had to live life instead of anticipating it, you know, when anxiety kind of creeps in and you're like thinking and rethinking and thinking and rethinking about the future. That just It wasn't cute and I didn't like it. So I took a step back and uh, I just kind of want to rewind on my summer so far. I feel like we're like friends. We're like besties and we're chit-chatting about what's going on in our lives. So here's the tea on what June and July has looked like for me. So to start off, June obviously was Pride Month. I was so sad that I couldn't record an episode of Hot By Summer during Pride Month, but I was living Hot By Summer. So, you know, as I said in my very first episode, which this is actually a year anniversary, you know, hot by summer is a year old. And this is very exciting. I was living my hot by summer. And in my first episode, I said, hot by summer, people are like, what does that mean? And it's like, it's a lifestyle. You know what I mean? Like it is something that you're living in and you are truly living up to you are truly living in it. And it is it is an essence of being and it has no gender. It is quite bisexual. It's an experience, you know, and bisexuals No, It's like our little inside little thing. June to back up, I went to Pride. I went to both Pride in WeHo and LA. There's a lot of different types of Prides. There's one in San Diego. There's Black Pride. Like there's a lot of different Prides happening, but I try to prioritize the ones that I think are going to be the most amount of fun for me and my friends. I went to WeHo Pride, which was kind of weird, honestly, this year. I'm not going to lie. WeHo Pride is typically really fun and there's a lot going on. It felt a little off (laughs) and I don't know if it was just us walking kind of in circles and not quite understanding where to go. But typically, WeHo Pride is like my jam. And I just was not feeling it this year. I don't know what was going on. But I also went to LA Pride. LA Pride was such a cute little thing because it was different than usual. So typically, WeHo Pride and LA Pride are one. But this year, WeHo Pride was very much like a parade and usually it's like a little park area is blocked off and then they have the performers but they didn't have that this year at least not that I saw but LA Pride kind of felt like a gay Coachella like you checked into this like field right the LA Historic Park in downtown LA it's like right next to Chinatown and you check in and you're like in for the day there's like a bunch of food trucks there's like restrooms there's um a bunch of like drink stands places to like take pictures there's like a dance floor it was really cute and so as we were anticipating the main act Megan the stallion we were just like dancing living our best lives drinking having a good time just kicking with friends and then waiting on meg and it was really cute it was really fun i saw fletcher which was cool like i'm not like a huge like fanatic of fletcher i know there were a lot of like fans out there like cheering her on but it was cute you know it was fun quinta brunson introduced megan the stallion which i thought was so cute and she's like, I'm an ally. And like for anybody that's in the internet world, we all know people be gay is like one of the most iconic quotes on the internet. So Quinta, the icon, the Sagittarius introduced Meg, our favorite Aquarius. And Meg just like killed it, like killed it. Like she is a performer. And so I think that's one of the things that music is missing these days, not to be like an old granny, but performance, um, performance etiquette and like performance je ne sais quoi. Like a lot of people know how to sing. A lot of people know how to internet. A lot of people know how to go viral. But not too many people have performance credibility. And Meg Salian is one of the rare few that absolutely does. And I think that might be intimidating for other rappers uh, because she is a performer. She's everything and she was just so good. I give myself a theme every year for Pride and my theme this year was the Pink Power Ranger. So I dressed up as a Pink Power Ranger baddie and it was such a vibe. If you haven't seen pictures, follow my my astrology. I feel like they're like diaries at this point. I'll link it in the show notes you can see that. In July, I went to New York. That was fun. That was a cute little vibe. I also went to Joshua Tree. You know, your girl is healing and shit. So Joshua Tree is like the place to do it. So that's my cute little queer by catch up of what happened in June and July. I mean, there's a lot to anticipate for the rest of the summer. There's so many things that I'm doing that I'm very excited about. Obviously, I'm super excited to see Beyonce. We'll talk about that later. We will talk about that later speaking of performers uh the last the last of its kind so i'm very excited to see beyonce but for right now i'm healing and shit and i i love that for me especially as a black girl content creator one of the things we don't talk enough about is black girls in the content creator space and how burnt out we get because we don't get the brand deals that the white girls get i feel like this is like public knowledge because of that we have to work multiple jobs. We have to do multiple things. And I was like burning the candle at both ends. So if you're a black girl and you're listening to this, healing shit, promise you it's worth it. So let's get into hot buy news. Okay. The biggest thing on everybody's tongue right now is the SAG-AFTRA strike. So in a nutshell, for those of you who don't know, streaming networks like HBO, Netflix, all those streaming platforms are essentially hoarding wealth And paying actors and writers a fraction of the wealth that they're getting in. So a lot of times in LA, obviously I live in Los Angeles. So I know this to be true. And this has kind of been like industry standard. And anybody that's in the business knows that there is a difference between fame and wealth in Los Angeles. There is a huge difference. You can have fame without having wealth you can have wealth without having fame. We're talking a lot about quiet luxury, you know, that sort of thing is very much in line of having wealth but not fame. Very rarely do fame and wealth interact and collate together. And that's when you see like people who are at the height of their career and even at even people that are at the height of their career don't necessarily have the two things happening for them at the same time. Living in the epicenter of this massive storm that's arising, and it's not just about SAG-AFTRA, it really is about labor unions and labor in the United States. I think ever since COVID, we've all been questioning and reevaluating labor and what that looks like for us in this system. And a lot of streaming services have been taking advantage of actors for a very long time, a very long time. And I think that's just the tip of the iceberg, honestly. If you've ever been on set, a TV show, a film, a short film, or whatever, the industry standard on TV show sets and films is like a 12-hour workday, which is wild. Like if you work a nine to five, right, after that day, you're tired and you're like sitting at a desk, but you are exhausting so much energy. But imagine having to say, like, the same lines over and over and over and over and over again, especially if they're traumatic, especially if you're a child, which we could talk about children, actors. I don't think that should be a thing. I think that's a whole other conversation. But. Anyone that's on set knows that there's a lot of industry standards that we should be reevaluating. We are starting to reevaluate that, which I love that for us. But I think there's more. I think there's a lot more to come. Obviously, WGA, the Writers Guild of America is striking as well. We also have a like it started with Amazon workers were striking. It's not just this industry, it's all these industries. And people deserve living in an equitable world people deserve checks that are more than just a couple pennies genuinely i remember when i was in a theater school and my teacher who was in a very very established actor and this is when i was like maybe like 20 uh very very established actor old school like he was in a bunch of like bruce willis films like he was like old school actor who started teaching about film and TV. And one day in class, he goes, hey guys, want to see something crazy? Want to see something wild? And we were like, yeah, sure, teacher. <laughs> You're the teacher, so yeah, uh, you make the rules. And he was like, you want to see this check, this uh, big money check I got for a TV show I did a long time ago? And we were like, yeah, okay. And literally it was for like one penny. And he's like, yep, this is the residuals that I get for this TV show that I did a while ago. And that was the moment that I knew – Oh, we're not going to make too much money in this industry. But we do storytelling. We set the standard for the culture and pop culture at large. And it's really, really, really important for actors and writers to be paid a livable wage. I, I just think that's like just the thing that should be done, right? Like it's not some wild thought. It's just like, just pay people what you owe them. Don't hoard the wealth. And I think a lot of these streaming services are capitalizing off of this new sort of technology of AI, which has been used in filmmaking before. I overheard this editor talking about, well, we've been using AI forever. So it's just what's going to happen. And it's like, yeah, it's what's going to happen. But stories don't get told by AI. Stories get told by people's experiences, by people's lives. As someone who's an actor, writer, I am also a content creator. We'll talk about the the Venn diagram of what that looks like a little bit later as well. But like, AI can't tell the stories that I can tell. My experiences are so specific and so important. And writers' experiences and actors' experiences and what they bring to the stories is so important. And people, not even to mention their bodies and what they put their bodies through in order to create these stories. Uh, I have stories. Baby, I have got stories on stories on stories about sex scenes that I've had to do, um, that I agreed to do. They're not like I ha- I wasn't forced to do them, but I I I did them, you know, and uh was not treated appropriately. I can only imagine what's done to people and what their body has to go through on these like bigger budget things. Kamiko Klen, who was on Orange is the New Black, talks about, you know, she's like showing her titties (laughs) and still not getting residuals for that that are appropriate. She's been being paid $900 an episode and that doesn't even include taking out tax. So I say all this to say, there's a reason why people are striking. I will link resources on what you can do specifically. I talk about this all the time. I hate it. My biggest pet peeve, and I don't know if it's because I'm a Virgo Venus or Scorpio Mars or what, but I hate it when people start talking about social justice issues without resources. They're just like, let's just talk about it. No, let's do something about it. So I'm going to link in the show notes what you can do uh, to help SAG, to help the WGA, to help people in these positions there are a lot of uh some really great campaigns that you can support financially you can strike uh you can pull up to the studios and march with some some signs there's a lot of resources that i will link in the show notes so i'm really excited about that for all of us for all of us to band together and without further ado we're going to shift gears and talk about some other wild stuff that's happening in the news okay so let's talk about Jess hilarious who by the way has really never been fu- like i've never laughed at a joke that she ever told but apparently she's very intimidated by trans women calling themselves women i don't know there's nothing that i can say that hasn't already been said i just want to reiterate that trans women are women I don't know why that's like such a huge deal and I don't know why, I don't know why Jess Hilarious, let me just say this, let me back up. I knew Jess Hilarious was a hot damn mess whenever she was on a plane and judging people for what they looked like and getting mad because she was making fun of people and making se- seriously horrific, they weren't jokes, like they weren't funny, like there was nothing funny about it. I can't imagine anybody being like, haha ha, that's funny. That was years ago that she did that. And to back up even further, okay, I'm a, I'm a Scorpio. I remember things. I do be remembering. A lot of these wild and out people, at a certain point when the internet's ready, we will talk about it. But a lot of these wild and out people put most of their jokes on a lot of like quote unquote low hanging fruit. And it's never that funny or that clever. Like, <laughs> I never found you funny. I never found you interest like it was never, it was never that interesting. So, anyways, I'm gonna also link in the show notes. Christina, who is a content creator that I follow, who I found out recently is a Scorpio Sun, Aquarius Rising, and an Aquarius Moon icon legend. I would love to have her on the show, but I'm gonna link in the show notes her TikTok talking about just hilarious and the intersection of Black womanhood, transness. It's so. Great, but the moral of that story is just hilarious. Is just not that funny. Shifting gears, while I was gone, there's so much to talk about. There's so much to talk about, and I'm just there. It's just delicious, right? So much has happened. Okay, while I was gone, Kiki Palmer's boyfriend is a loser. Did we understand this? Did we know this? I didn't know he was a loser, but apparently he is. He was like saying you're a mom and you're wearing these clothes because he was intimidated by Usher. Now, here's what I will say. The only interesting factoid that I can bring to this conversation that I noticed, because again, I'm a Scorpio, I do be noticing shit, is Kiki Palmer and her boyfriend the night before were dancing, having a good time, having drinks. Like I saw on her friend's story, it's sick and twisted, I know I'm a Scorpio. I saw on her friend's story, them having like a great time, she was in this Even, like, more form-fitting dress and, like, shorter cut dress when she was with him. So I don't know what happened between the night before and the night after. But apparently, I keep wanting to call him Darius or Dalton. I don't even know what his name is. It's not that memorable. And the way the internet rallied behind Kiki Palmer... It just goes to show you, she's another performer, another performer, and she's just—I love her. She's a Virgo Sun, Sag Moon, bad bitch, hardworking, and hilarious, and uh, she's also from Chicago. And I just love her. I-, I-, I love her, and she's a queer icon. So that's another thing that happened. We are going to switch gears to hot by Astro T, because the things that happen in the news don't happen in a vacuum. They happen in accordance with what's happening with the cosmos. So let's talk about the hot by astro tea. First and foremost, some big shifts are going on. If you're feeling extremely tired and exhausted and just like, damn, what the hell? Why am I just laying in bed? Or why am I so exhausted and tired? I'm coming home from work and all I wanna do is lay down. It's because there's so much happening astrologically. So let's get into it. First and foremost, the nodes are shifting from Taurus and Scorpio to Libra and Aries, okay? So we're going to talk about what the nodes are, but for our Taurus and our Scorpio placements out there, we can breathe a big sigh of relief, the nodes. The nodes are no longer with us. They're with some other people. So let's talk about what a node is, okay? Nodes, okay, the north and south node are planetary entities of the moon. The north node symbolizes change, fluctuation, and that is now moving into Aries. And the south node, which represents endings, losses, is now in Libra, and it was in Scorpio. So if you're Scorpio and you've experienced a number of losses, including breakups, Scorpio or Taurus, friendship endings, a lot of just big shifts in your life. You can take a breath of fresh air because now it's on you Aries and Libras. You Aries and Libra baddies, get ready to rumble because astrologically, it's your time. It's your time. And I will say too, like it's not a bad thing or a thing to be scared of. It's just something that's astrologically happening just like everything. It's like, I think, you know how people are like, we need to like start talking about like body neutrality and like food neutrality. I think we need to start talking about like cosmic neutrality. Things just happen. And like, they're not like punishing you that these things are happening. They're happening for your greater good astrologically. So with that being said, Aries is all about self. Libra is all about others. This access of Aries and Libra Is all about understanding compromise versus relationship with others, how that will affect you in the next 18 months. So, any of you cardinal signs in the next 18 months, get ready. You are about to experience a huge shift in your life. And this is really exciting, actually. A lot of the eclipses that we experienced last year all had to do with Taurus, Scorpio. Now they will all have to do with Libra, Aries, relationship. Uh, With other community and like spark and fire and self as well. So that's kind of the theme for the next 18 months. Depending on where this access is hitting your chart, uh, what house is going to determine what it will affect? I'm gonna use myself as an example. For me personally, it is hitting my sixth and 12th house because I'm a Scorpio. Sixth and 12th house, meaning uh, sixth house is all about routines, health. Uh, things of that nature. And 12th house is all about addictions, big themes around spirituality and understanding that and understanding the unknown, essentially. So if you're a Scorpio, you might be experiencing that. I would say understanding this in conjunction to your moon sign is probably going to be the best. Uh, I will link in a really incredible video from an astrologer that I absolutely adore in the show notes so you can figure out what sign and what house it's hitting for you personally. But some big shifts are happening, okay? Okay. One of my favorite astrological placements are happening right now. Mercury is officially in Leo. And when I first started this podcast, it's exactly what was happening. And it's just like so exciting because it is say it with your chest energy. You like somebody, tell them. You don't like somebody, tell them. You're, You're feeling some kind of way, say it. Say it with your chest. This is your time to really step into your main character. I'm gonna say what's on my mind with care and compassion. Don't be a jerk to people because that's not what say it with your chest means. Say it with your chest means. Say what you're feeling and stand behind it with compassion, okay? With compassion. I love Mercury uh, in Leo. I recently had a friend, I was like on the phone and really upset because I was like really sad, really, really sad that I hadn't been in a like long-term queer relationship, which I think we need to like, that's another thing we have to like re-center when it comes to queerness is like relationships can look a lot of different types of ways especially when you're queer and so to be like well I didn't have a relationship that looked like a heterosexual or heteronormative relationship maybe question that so anyways I was doing all that stuff and a really good friend of mine at the beginning of Mercury moving into Leo stopped me and she was like look okay okay Let me be real with you. And she's a Scorpio. So I love it when a Scorpio tells it like it is because it's going to have a little sting to it. But you know when they care, when they really, really care about you, they mean that shit for real. So she goes, look, just like you don't need a job in order to be in college, you're going to learn that experience. Okay, you're going to learn the experience of your queerness for you. You don't need the qualifications, you know, don't need the certification of this like heteronormative seeming relationship in order to validate your queerness. You're you're getting that in your experience and you are queering baby gayness because you yourself are truly and deeply outside of the norm of what baby gayness even means. So Step into your bad bitchness. And I was like, oh, my God. And I was like short-circuiting for real. I was like, oh, oh. I like – I had to take a second. I really had to take a second because I was like, what she is saying is so real and I needed that so badly. But the way that she said it with that, say it with your chest but with compassion, I was like, to have a Scorpio friend is a true – Blessing. It's bad bitch season. We are stepping into our main character, our destiny, and what we need. And speaking of that, Venus is retrograde in Leo. So this is also a very exciting, exciting time, okay? Because a lot of people, when they hear retrograde, they go, scary time, scary time, scary time. It's not a scary time, okay? Again, cosmic neutrality. Things happening in the stars we have no control over. This is not a punishment to us. It's just What's happening, right? Just like life happens, the cosmic world is also happening and moving and shifting and has its cycles and its ebbs and flows, okay? So Venus retrograde is really exciting because Venus rules relationship, finances, gifts, okay? And this is a really exciting and important time to reflect and really go into yourself. You're gonna be a bad bitch on the outside, but you're reflecting okay, on the Venus uh, qualities of relationship, finances, gifts, your personal passions and gifts, things of that nature, your heart. It's the heart. Leo rules the heart, right? So this is a time to reflect because it's happening from July 22nd till September 3rd. The last day of Venus retrograde is Beyonce's concert in Los Angeles. I don't know. I think it's cosmic. I don't think it's a coincidence. I think it's cosmic. That's what's happening, okay? So this is a great time to give back to things that make your heart sing. This is also a great time to not compare yourself to other people. Your gifts are your gifts. Your experiences are your experiences. Stop comparing yourself to other people. If you compare yourself to other people I will dropkick you. Stop doing that. Stop doing that. Stop scrolling on TikTok and be like, well, her skin's better and she's prettier and she's doing more with her life. It's all a lie. This is not the time to be in your shell stuporing about what you don't have, okay? This is not the time to compare yourself to other people. This is a time to ask yourself, how can I open my heart? How can I let down these walls? Scorpios especially. Capricorns especially, Aquariuses especially. How can I open my heart? How can I let the the walls of my heart go down and my heart get bigger? It's like that scene in The Grinch Who Stole Christmas, which by the way, is one of the greatest Christmas movies of all time. and One of the greatest Jim Carrey movies of all time. Like, hello? So good. You know that scene at the very end where he his heart gets like, I don't know, 10 times bigger and it just grows? that's exactly what Venus Retrograde is asking of you. How can you grow your heart? How can you give to others to grow your heart? This is also a great time to tap into your inner childlike joy. So if there's anything that you used to do as a kid, like think of like, That mud pie era, okay? When you were playing mermaids in the pool with your besties in the summertime era. Think of school shopping era. Like, think of, like, what you used to do as a kid that brought you so much freaking joy without abandon. Think of those things and, like, start tapping into them. If you'd like to make a mud pie, you want to make a mud pie, baby, make yourself a little mud pie. If you want to play mermaids with your besties, go Rent yourself an Airbnb like I did and go, go, go swimming and play mermaids with your besties. Like This is your time to tap into your childlike joy. What are things that you loved as a kid? This is also time to ask yourself, how can I heal the wounds of my heart? How can I do that? What do I need to do? I talk about this all the time. All About Love is a great freaking read and it's a great time to reflect on the themes and all about if you haven't read it already highly recommend again i'll link it in the show notes it's one of my favorite but it is my favorite book on love because it is the book on love it decenters capitalism from love and kind of smacks you in the face with what real love is makes you question everything which is a little scary but it's also really fantastic all about love highly recommend another recommendation during this time is Thank You Next by Ariana Grande. We're going to talk about Ariana Grande because there's a lot happening with this Venus retrograde. But this is a really great time to play Thank You Next. In fact, I am making a playlist for Venus retrograde in Leo and it will be linked in the show notes. It's very much Thank You Next. It's very much... You might try to slide into my DMs right now, but I know this is a test from the universe and it might boost my ego, but I won't text you back, baby. No sneaky links with the ex-situationships. I'm talking to you, but I'm really talking to myself. I'm really, I'm really talking to myself. Okay. Okay. Okay, this is also a time that we'll see a lot of celebrities on the big ether. This will be a reflection of what's happening. I always find it so funny when people are like, oh my God, like Ariana Grande, she just hops from relationship to relationship, like da-da-da. They're like judging these celebrities. Meanwhile, they're doing the same thing. Like, Bessie, didn't you go from one monogamous relationship to the next, to the next, to the next, and like wasn't single for like 10 years? Hmm. Hmm. There's a little... There's a little bit of a a judgment situation going on here. So we will see this in the big scheme of things. Obviously, Ariana Grande announced her divorce right as Venus Retrograde was happening. And I was like, oh, here we are. Years ago, years and years ago, on YouTube, I forget. It was like these twin psychic ladies with this YouTuber that I won't name because fuck the weird YouTubers. There's a lot of... We can talk about that too, but that's a whole other episode. But there's these two psychic ladies and they were like, yeah, Ariana Grande will be married a couple times. And immediately I was like, yeah, that's that's it. She is our generation's Judy Garland. I don't care what anybody says. That's a controversial take, but it's true. But it's a controversial take. And she's our generation's Judy Garland. And Judy Garland was married a couple times. That's what I'm going to say about that. She was married a couple times. You can research on why. But um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's our generation's uh judy garland it's okay and i don't think there's anything wrong with like figuring your stuff out and being in the public eye i think that would be a very stressful like she, and she's also a cancer so i know she's she's doing a lot of cold bathroom floor cries but that's okay because we're gonna all get through this together another person that announced divorce is Sofia regara and joe manganellio I didn't say that right. Mag- Magnello. But when people say it, they say it and it like rolls off the tongue. But when I say it, it's like, what did I just say? I don't know. Whatever. So Joe Mag, Joe M and Sofia Vergara announced their divorce as well. I think they were together for like six or seven years. And then in a weird turn of events, some people have been calling off their divorce. So they publicly were like, oh, we're getting a divorce. And they were like, we're gonna work it out. So Miguel, who's an incredible, incredible like songwriter, singer, and Nazanin Mandy, they announced they were getting divorced. Which I knew that they, it sounded like they were on rocky terms. There was a lot of things happening in the public eye, and then they announced they were divor- getting a divorce. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. And then recently they were like, no, we're not getting a divorce. And I was like, hey, hey. It is what it is. We're we're not judging. It's just what's happening. And then Croy and Kim, if you are a Real Housewives of Atlanta fan like myself, Croy and Kim announced they were getting a divorce. and Everybody was shocked by that because they seem like soulmates. Like a lot of celebrities, you're like, you're here for not a long time. You're here for a good time, not a long time. And that's okay. But Croy and Kim announced they were getting a divorce. And I was like, Huh? Huh? Okay, that's going to happen a lot. But also, don't be judging these celebrities too harshly because, you know, good and well, your friends are doing the same thing. You know, you have a friend right now that's like, well, you know, I'm like with this guy and like, I don't know. And going back and forth. She's probably not even telling you everything that's happening. So don't be judging these celebrities too harshly because if you're not the friend, it might be you. You might be the friend. That's just Venus retrograde time. It's a time to reflect. And a lot of these things are going to come to the surface. And we're just going to ride the Venus retrograde and Leo wave. We're just going to ride it. Ride it. So we're going to move on to buy recommendations. And we're going to circle back to SAG. Astra. Ay, 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 So we're going to circle back to that because here's, here's the tea. Here's the tea that you're getting that people on my IG, people on my TikTok don't even know. You're getting the tea, Okay. I have got some good ass, juicy ass memes about the Barbie movie. They are so good. They're so good. They're so damn good. But I'm not posting them. Because we're living in a world where there's, like, this intersection of, like, content creator, actor. Like, it's there's a really interesting world that we're living in. And so SAG-Avstra has asked content creators not to post about Struck work. And I did some digging. I emailed them. I asked them to clarify, like, even if we're not getting paid, like, I'm just a fan. They're still asking that content creators do not post about struck work, period. So if you see me not putting too much of an emphasis on TV and film stuff at the moment, you already know what it is. You already know what it is, baby. There's so many buy recommendations that I have. So many on Netflix that are great. But that's why I'm not talking about the Barbie movie. I'm not talking about rap shit. I'm not talking about Survival of the Thickest because they're asking that struck work, not be posted about. So, I'm going to be very respectful of the strike. I stand with SAG-AFTRA and I'm very excited to see people get their due diligence. So, what I will do instead of talking about TV and film stuff, which I love, if budging love talking about that, especially when we get to our buy recommendations list, instead of talking about TV and film, I'm going to be talking about music, which honestly Musicians need to be striking because I heard I heard Spotify only pays pennies based on streams as well. So that's that's a whole other conversation. We'll see what happens with that. But at the moment they are not striking. So to respect SAG Astra, TV shows, films, things of that nature, we're gonna pivot to music, which is another thing that I love. So if you haven't already listened to Janelle Monet's new album age of pleasure oh my god i totally forgot to mention this so i marched in the parade right during pride month this is june so we're backing up last month i marched in the pride parade it was so much fun i went with my friend it was such a good time we were kinking we were having a good time very venus retrograde things happened but it's cool it's fun we had a good time whatever whatever but i had a good time then another friend messaged me and was like hey janelle monet is signing vinyl copies of their album want to go and i was like bet <laughs> like literally as i was marching i was like bet let's go let's do this thing so we went from the pride march we went from hollywood to downtown la stood in line it's always cool standing in line with people because like they're all like-minded especially when it comes to music and like-minded people so you know you're going to be friends with the people around you because you all have a similar taste right so we're all like we're standing in line you know we just came from the parade we waited on our friend and i met janelle Monet. and this is also to that you will get that IG does not get, TikTok does not get. We're standing in line and I'm like reapplying my, my, my lip gloss and my lipstick because I'm like, I want these lips to look delicious and voluptuous for my main baddie, Janelle Monet, right? So I'm like getting ready, whatever. I'm doing all my stuff and I'm like, what am I going to say to them? Like, what do I say? What do I say? What do I say? So I get to the front and Janelle is like, oh my God, you look so cute. I'm not even going to lie, okay? I did look cute. I have my clips in. My brains are fresh. I looked good. Um, I'm not going to lie. She's like, oh, you look so cute. I was like, thank you. Thank you. Are we, are we going to fall in love? I think we just did. And then I get up there and they go, okay, so how do you spell your name? And I was like, C-H-A-R-M-E-E. And she's like, okay. I'm like standing there and they're like signing it, whatever. And as they're signing it, I'm like, Oh, and I also want to say thank you so much for being Black and queer out loud. And they stopped signing and turned to me. And they were like, thank you. Like, genuinely, like, thank you. Truly was not expecting that, you know? Like, I think the meet and greets are very, like, robotic-esque. But every now and again, I mean, again, I'm a Leo Moon, so I think I'm different than other people. But every now and again, they'll be like, oh, shoot. Like, this actually was a vibe, whatever, with this person. And I love her and I think I might marry her and then like we're gonna have kids together. The last parts of that did not happen yet, but I mean I'm optimistic. They did comment on my TikTok. They did say thank you for my comment and they did look at me. So Ooh, we might be getting married next week. You guys just you just wait for the next episode. I'll give you updates. And so they looked at me and they were like thank you. I'm gonna be totally honest with you. I did not listen to the album. When I got up to the front of the line I didn't know what was in the album. I didn't know if it was good or bad. So I didn't want to be like, thanks for the album. I didn't even listen to it. So I don't really know if it's good. And it was like weeks before I had listened to it, right? So tell me why I'm driving, right? I'm driving and I'm listening. And I'm going from East Hollywood to Beverly Hills. And I'm listening to this album. And I am getting emotional as a book. Because it is like, first of all, Black femness, I know it obviously to be soft. I know it to be such a beautiful and delicate thing that I am so incredibly attracted to. That's why I love black fem so much because there's a softness, there's a sensuality, there is a unspoken language, there is a beauty, there is a grace, there's a poise, there is the time that it takes to put on your lashes, that time that it takes to put on your freakum dress and the heels and, and painting your toenails and getting your nails done, putting down your baby hair. Like that to me is the most sexual and sensual and beautiful and soft thing. But the world, unfortunately, doesn't necessarily get to experience this unless they see it on a TV show, unless they date a black femme, if they're outside of black feminist, unless they have black femme friends I am lucky enough to not only be one but to have black femme friends so I see this a majority of the time and I'm deeply profoundly grateful for my black femme friends because I get to see this and experience it through their eyes and through my own eyes but I see black feminist as a beautiful deep softness and it's so silly because the world sees it through this hardness why am I getting emotional Y'all, unlike tearing up, it's not cancer season anymore. It's like Leo season. But I find black femmes to be so incredibly beautiful and resistant. And they ha- we have to be so hardened to the world and so strong. Very much giving the Venus retrograde in Leo, like how can I be softer when the world is so hard? And listening to this album, Age of Pleasure, where Janelle Monet is allowing themselves and giving themselves permission to feel good in a world that tells them that you're not allowed to was so impactful and so incredibly beautiful. And there is a song in particular that gets me so emotional, okay? Whew, only have eyes for two Maybe I was listening to it during cancer season, so maybe that's where I went wrong. But honestly, even if I listen to it during Leo season, whatever, I get super emotional. It's essentially a love letter to polyamory, it's a love letter to loving multiple people. And it's so beautiful because it decenters, like, capitalism and patriarchy and like the hierarchy shit that happens uh I'm not saying that I've been through it. <laughs> but the hierarchy shit that happens when people are like well I'm gonna prioritize this type of love as opposed to that type of love and if you've been through anything like that bro the type of feeling that that is is unlike anything else but for Janelle Monet to really put themselves out there and say to decenter all of that bullshit, decenter like pick me energy or decenter capitalism, decenter men and male validation and capitalism, and say like I love without limits was so beautiful. I I cannot express to you that this album feels like holding hands with your lipstick lover as you're driving down the PCH as the sun is setting and you're both drinking matchas. And feeling the warm air on you. Like this album feels like a love letter to soft feminists in a way that I think is so incredibly impactful and beautiful. So if you haven't listened to Age of Pleasure already, highly recommend you do another album that came out was clear Too by summer walker and there's a line in her song where she's like these white girls these hispanic girls they get the opportunity to live these soft lives where people pay for them and people pay for their lifestyle and us black girls have to work 10 times harder in order to live a soft life. And I'm deciding. She's like, I'm deciding to live a soft life. Highly recommend you listen to that as well. Audio Hug is really, really, really beautiful. It's J. Cole and Summer Walker. And it's just so incredibly beautiful. Another great song that like gets the party going. Because it is it is Leo season, right? We're moving out of cancer season into Leo season we wanna shake ass. We wanna throw ass front, back, and sideways. The song by the by icon Victoria Monet on my mama is so good. Like it's it feels like it's a very short song, but I looked at it and it's like two minutes, three minutes, like it's a pretty average long song. But for some reason, it I just I'm like more, more please, more please. More. Can I have a little? Can I can, can I have a little more? Like I'm addicted to the song. It's so good. It's such a summer vibe, too. And the trumpets, the instruments, it's so great. So those are my buy recommendations for the week. I am so excited for you all to listen to those things and let me know what you think. And we're gonna move on to a Q and gay. Okay, so I'm very excited about this Q and gay to end things off today because this Q and gay came from a TikTok. So I made a TikTok a while ago that I'll link. I made a TikTok. It was a love letter to my friends. Like I am surrounded by so many queer friends and I am so incredibly grateful for it. And I constantly am like, I'm so grateful for it. I'm so grateful for it. But somebody commented on that TikTok and said, I wish I had some. And I was like, damn, the idea of going through life without queer friends sounds like missing a part of your heart. So I made a TikTok to follow up about how to make queer friends and I thought I'd also talk about it on here as well to end our episode about how to make queer friends especially in large cities. I visited New York and it seems like it would be kind of hard to make friends in New York a little less so because people like actually kind of talk to each other. They're kind of rude but they like actually talk to each other whereas here people don't really talk to each other so it's like how do you make friends with people right and so One of my really, really close, close, close friends, like my really super close friends and my very first friend that I made in LA, I met at a funeral. Long, long time ago, I was really struggling with my sexuality, like struggling, bro. Like I was like, I'm not queer enough and I didn't know why. I think at the time I hadn't had any sort of like queer relationship of any sort and I just felt lost, like really, really lost. So I was watching a lot of queer content creators. I was listening to a lot of podcasts. I was doing a lot of like figuring myself out and trying to understand and I came across this couple they would talk about their experiences with queerness. They were both really hot and really cool. And they both just seemed cool. And they lived in LA. And, you know, sometimes they would talk about events One one of the people in the couple, one girl was a DJ. And I was like, okay, this is dope, right? So randomly, I see that the person, one of the people in the couple passes away. I'm like, wow, that's wild, right? Something in me told me to go to the celebration of life. I was like, this person made a huge impact on me. If anything, I can go there and tell the girl like, hey, your channel on YouTube helped me come out. I get ready for this event. I get ready and I'm going from East, I think it was like in Hollywood. No, no, it was in North Hollywood. So it was really, really far away, like far. If you're not in LA, you're like, how far is it? And you look it up and it's like six miles and you're like, six miles isn't far. Bro, going from Chinatown to north hollywood is an ordeal so i was like committed to going right and i was getting ready and i was like putting my face on and i wanted to look cute and i was like you know that feeling you get especially if you have leo placements you're like I'm about to meet the love of my life tonight. This could be the night, you know? So I'm, like, having that feeling while also having the feeling of, like, people are going to think I'm weird. Like, this is the first queer event I'm going to. What if I see somebody I know that I'm not out to yet? Like, I was really, like, going through it. And I remember putting on my makeup in the mirror and I just started crying. And, like, my heart is racing, my palms are sweating. I'm having like an Eminem moment. Knees weak. Arms are heavy, and I'm freaking the freak out. And I'm looking in the mirror, and I'm like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And I'm like, No, bitch, you have to. I felt this calling, like this calling to go. I was like, I need to tell this person. You and your partner's channel really helped me and changed me and helped me to come out. I do it. I I am on my way there. I'm freaking out. My heart is starting to race. The closer I get, I get there. I finally get to North Hollywood. I get in there. There's all these cool-looking queer people that are wearing, like, combat boots and black. And I get to the door, and there's a door person. And the door person – and by the way, I talk about this in my book as well. The door person looks so cool. I'm like, you know how you, like, have a friendship crush on somebody, and you're like, you're the coolest person I've ever seen. I want to be like you. Like, you're so cool. The door person, the coolest person I ever saw. And and they're so cool, and they look so, like – awesome and like intimidating but then you talk to them and they have this like very nurturing and soft voice and now I'm realizing that this actually this person is actually cancer so like in retrospect I'm like oh obviously like this person has such soft nurturing beautiful like vibes you know see this person at the door i'm freaking out this is the one person that kind of like calms my nerves i go in also freaking out everybody's cool looking i grab a drink from the bar looking around i look like an absolute i feel like i look like a wild person in retrospect i'm like nobody cares like nobody's paying attention nobody gives a crap what you're doing i eventually go to the bathroom somebody in the bathroom's like hey girl you look cute and i was like hey girl you look cute they were like how do you know like the person you know, I used to follow their their YouTube channel, which was fairly popular. And I just wanted to let them know that, like, they helped me. And the girl in the bathroom was like, oh, I know her. So we go up to the person. I go up to her. And I go, I just want to let you know, like, your YouTube channel, like, helped me to come out. She's like, oh, thank you so much. Like, I really appreciate it. She's like, you look so cute. I love your hair. Da, da, da. I'm like, thank you, blah, blah, blah. But then we're like, it's a celebration of life. And this person's a DJ. So they're playing music. The door person, I guess, wraps up their stuff. They come inside and we start dancing. Like we're all like dancing, having a good time, celebrating life, celebrating being queer. Ever since that day, I'm calling this person a door person as if they're, like, a peasant. They're not a peasant. They're, like, a very cool cancer friend that I have. We became friends after that. And we went we go to coffee all the time. We talk about our our situationships all the time. Certain things I, like, don't have to explain. I remember I, I was in that sort of limbo when you – you know when you only have, like, you only have straight friends? And your straight friends are giving you the worst possible advice about queer dating because they have not queer dated. So they have no clue what the freak they're even talking about. Well, that's what was happening. But my cancer friend would be like, oh, this is what's happening. Oh, yeah, you don't have to explain that. Like, I understand it. Like it was just such a beautiful moment. And creating those queer friendships really require a lot of work. I'm not gonna lie. Like, there was a moment in my queer journey um, that I had to reevaluate like a lot of my friendships and figure out who's who and what's what and what type of friendships I want to cultivate. And I realized I, I also wanted to have some black friends. Like, how do I do this? And so I really had to like go out of my way to DM people, go out of my way to text people, go out of my way to really say like, hey, I really think it's important that I have these types of friendships in my life and I have to cultivate them. Like, I have to follow up. I have to check in. I have to say, hey, like, how are you doing? How have you been? Like, it takes work. But obviously, it's so, so worth it to have this community of people in your life. So I say that to say that somebody asked me, how do I become friends with other queer people? How do I meet queer people? I think, first of all, a really sad thing that I've noticed in the queer community is a lot of people feel like they need to drink in order to make queer connections. And obviously, if you take that back, we could dissect that in so many different ways. Sometimes it's just a vibe and you just want to drink and have a good time. And like both of which are super valid. We talked about cosmic neutrality. Maybe we should talk about like drinking neutrality. Well, actually, because that's a whole other conversation. But like having a good time can look many different ways to many different types of people. So you could obviously drink, but there's also the option to like go to coffee you don't need to center all of that stuff i'm gonna link in the show notes as well cuties cuties is a black owned queer event space an event company that does events around los angeles and it's really fun and i'm not afraid to like go up to people that are outside my friend group and be like hey like you look really cute i want to be your friend like you look amazing i would love to like get your number let's exchange IGs." um I've kind of stopped doing the IG thing. I kind of do more numbers now because I, like, want a genuine relationship with the person. It's, like, I don't know. IG is cool, too. Um, but I'm, like, hey, like, let me get your number. Like, let's talk. Let's go to coffee. Let's go to a concert. Um, let's do things and, like, have an adventure and have our own friendship memories. And I love one-on-one time with people. Like, obviously – Group activities are fun. They're cool. I'm an extrovert. I live for group activities. But I think also like having that one on one time where you're really getting to know the person and really getting to understand the person and figure the person out. It's just such a beautiful dance that queering friendship can do for you. And it is done for me. And so that's how I've kind of queered if that's even a word, queered friendships, queering friendships, really kind of going out of my comfort zone, trying not to center drinking, trying to really initiate conversation and initiating like going to events with people. Sometimes I'll see an event and I'll be like, oh, like this person mentioned that they like bowling. Why don't we just go bowling together? Just them and i it's like literally friendship dates like it is genuinely dates with friends it's so romantic as well like it's deeply romantic but it's also deeply platonic it's not we're not like kissing or anything like that we're just like hanging out and like romantically getting to know each other one of my really good friends this cancer friend that i was talking about i was going through a time during valentine's day y'all valentine's day this year did me dirty It did me so dirty. But one of the highlights of Valentine's Day this year was my friend got me flowers for Valentine's Day. I had multiple friends give me flowers this year for Valentine's Day. And I was just like, wow, I am really queering the fuck out of friendship. And I love that for me. And I want that for literally every single queer person. So if you have any other questions about that, feel free to DM me. My DMs are open. Feel free to talk about queer friendships I feel like we are, we're not talking enough about it like we talk about it but we don't talk about it enough and how to do it is also it can be really tricky it can feel super awkward uh, but it's genuinely it's like planning dates but for friends um, and I think that's the like cornerstone for me it's been the cornerstone of queer friendship so that's the story on how I met my very first queer friend and how I'm queering friendship and continue to queer friendship. That is all I've got for you for Hot by Summer. Thank you so much for listening. If you've gotten this far, Make sure you rate, review, subscribe. I mean, I guess you can't really subscribe, but you can follow by Hot by Summer, follow by Astrology, follow Charmi if you dare on TikTok. Make sure that it's me and not a scammer. And thank you so much, so, 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 so much for listening. I love you so much for being here. And uh, bye. Bye, bye, bye.